Good afternoon, Phoenicians or Arizonans. It's Glenn Miller and Chris Felton here are on Power to the People on Radio Phoenix. And we have got a really interesting topic we're going to get into today. We have a guest uh, on a phone line out of Southern California, Huntington Beach, down in my old homeland of Southern California, named Dick Larson. And we are going to get into uh, this topic of Maitreya, an organization called Share International. You know, we like to talk about spirituality and religion and all and the connections with public policy and politics and all. So today we are going to be talking about a topic that is not very well known and it's called theosophy. We have individuals that email us when they want to come on the show and Glenn sent me a link or he forwarded an email to me about this. And I'm familiar with the topic. I've read some of the the books, the doc I don't agree with are nice and fluffy to hear, but from what I know about the the individuals that created the doctrine, it's not all it's cracked up to be. So what uh, what do you know about the subject, the topic, Glenn? Well, I don't know that much. Uh, as I mentioned in the interview, uh, Chris, you know a lot more about the background of this in terms of the, the, the peop- other people involved historically behind this movement. And this is a different take on the movement. Uh, it's not exactly theosophy, according to Dick Larson. Our interviewer, that's what I got from him. Uh, well, no, I, he said it was theosophy. Did he? Okay. He said okay. it was theosophy. It, it's just a different... Uh, different kind of take on it, different, maybe. Different take on it, but okay. it, is, it is theosophy. Okay. So, One of their founders of theosophy was uh, Helena Blavatsky, and so their thought process comes out of that camp. Uh, the, the, the Theosophical Society camp comes out of that. Yeah, his guru, so to speak, uh, Benjamin Crame, who actually he actually interviewed, uh, Mr. Benjamin Crame at CREME has passed away. I think he's a British man. And uh, but Dick interviewed him some years ago, but he's the one who kind of takes off with this, you know, take on the movement where it sort of breaks away somewhat from these other folks in the theosophical movement and and that's who kind of like who Dick Larson really follows and followed when he was alive. But um, he's a very good interview. I really suggest you guys uh, stay tuned and listen to this. Uh, He's a great communicator. He lays out the philosophical spiritual background, and he ties that into the movement of the Shared International to alleviate global poverty, which a lot of people I think are going to find very interesting who may not follow the spirituality, but, uh, you know, care about global poverty and are curious to learn about how some people think that we can eliminate global poverty, eliminate starvation and other maladies in the world, and how we can work more together as a, as a global unit. The, philis- the spirituality side, I think it's no more or less valid than other spiritualities, that is, you know, such as Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, whatever, Hinduism. I just, I, I just you know, it, it's, all, it's all based on faith. And I, 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 so, dis- I disagree because... And I think individuals that individuals like to to think that it's all based on faith because perhaps maybe they don't have any particular faith. One thing that I've found about the individuals uh, that start up these occultic sects that's kind of what it is. It's, uh, it's an occult doctrine, and occult is just Latin for the word hidden, but. They mention a lot about spiritual beings or elementals. Like if you read in Helena's book, she describes the individual that came to her as such uh, a light being. Um, 
And you see these and the, these individuals mentioned all throughout history from antiquity up to the present. In the present, it takes the form of you know other religions, and in some cases, it's, it's in the fiction. So, like comic book characters, you see comic book characters presented as elementals, but there's this belief in in them doesn't just come out the blue. It's in the myths, it's in the legends, and if that's the case, then you know just me, and this is just my own personal belief. I tend to think that there's a lot more to that. Um, than what meets the eye. And Alice Bailey and Helena Blomowski both describe these individuals that came to them as elementals or, or light beings. Um, the uh, Theosophical Society was, uh, is, is a religious, religious, religious establishment. It was uh, started in the United States during the late 19th century. Um, Alice Bailey, I think, was the predecessor or came after Helena Blavatsky. Um, Blavatsky has, has written several books. She was a Russian, I guess, royal, exiled from from her country of origin. At the time of the Soviet Union, and the beginning was the Russian Revolution she got out then. Is that to save her life? <laughs> to save her killing uh, no, off the royal family? No, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, it was well before. Uh, it, it, it doesn't. Her. Her history doesn't really say. Okay. Um, it just says she was a, a Russian emigre, which is a fancy term to mean that she was either exiled or just mi- immigrated. Mi- migrated and immigrated yeah. from her country of origin mm-hmm. to here or to another country. And so also found out in digging the with Alice Bailey, her she had a I think it was a publishing company called uh, the Lucifer Trust, at which she later changed the name to Lucius Trust. She kind of alludes in her book who she's really talking about in terms of who she worships, uh, which is why she named her company Lucifer Trust. But that's another story. You guys can check that out if you want to and do some digging on that. But I found that very interesting. Before we commence with the interview uh, with Dick Larson, uh, Chris, any other sources that you want to lead our um, listeners to go to in order to learn more about this in a broader sense, the Theosophical Society. I guess they can look um, that up. Rose, I know Rosicrucian Society has been out there you with can, advertising. You can you can look up Theosophical Society. Theosophical Society also has ties to OTO, the uh, Ordo Templi Orientis, which is a society that was founded by the. Tem- is that related to the Templars in the Middle Ages? Um, no, no. Okay, this is a more it's a modern one, modern uh, secret society or cult. Founded by Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley and Blavatsky had a friendship, and also Crowley had ties to British secret intelligence, MI6 and MI5. Uh, but you guys can do some digging uh, about that on your own. Uh, but the I, I I wanted to do the interview because I thought it was interesting, and I've always this is what the show is about. It's about bringing different viewpoints, and even if it doesn't mesh with your own thought process you know you can at least uh learn it and compare the two yeah we hope you have an open mind we have an open mind even though we have our own views and our own you know philosophies and all that but we like to at least hear give people a chance to be heard and uh to help educate our uh, listeners about different points of view and different outlooks let me give you a brief um you know little bio on, on deck here uh, richard larson is an ageless wisdom student and counselor with a teaching background. He is also a volunteer for SHARE International, a nonprofit educational organization. 
Mr. Larson produced a series of public access television shows airing across the U.S. and has been a guest on talk shows nationwide. Um, the name, and Mr. Larson is going to, I'm sure, get into a little more detail about Mr. Uh, Benjamin Crane, the, the late Benjamin Crane, who uh, he had interviewed and who is one of the, I guess, one of the people in the U.S. who's kind of got this movement going. And um, it, Maitreya is um, a, a, a term, as I understand it, relating to um, kind of a reincarnation of a, a, a religious teacher, the Buddhist, uh, the Buddha, but tied in kind of unifies the, the conception of Jesus Christ. And we've just taken a little look at some material related to this, and Dick can tell us the connections or no connections to theosophy and such. Um, in terms of this this movement and and of course uh, Jason told me it's not a movement but and it's not a religion but it does posit the idea and what I've sent of a uh, this figure uh, who is in human form uh, I believe in the United States um, who's been around for 2,000 years and who is the uh, this this Maitreya figure and it's kind of a unity uh, conception um, and I, I generally think of anything that, tr that transcends um, the, the material or the empirical as being spirituality. And if that's is people who have a common spiritual conception get together and organize, I call that religion. At least that's, that's how I view it. But we're going to let Dick define these, you know, his movement or whatever he wants to call it in more specific terms. But anyhow, I want to thank you, Dick, for, for joining us here on Power of the People today and um, coming from, from Southern California, my old homeland, and so welcome. <laughs> okay, well, um, as you said, I'm a volunteer for this international educational nonprofit organization called Share International. It was started by a man named Benjamin Krem, that's spelled C-R-E-M-E, -E, pronounced Krem. He's, he was born in Scotland, but he lived in London. Um, he passed away uh, at age 93 in 2016. But for 40 years, uh, Chris, he traveled the world um, giving out the information that I'm going to give you a piece of uh, today. And he, he did this with no pay. Uh, he, he volunteered to do it. He was asked to do it, and he volunteered to do it. And um, so I am, there are several of us who are, trying to continue his work um, so that people can expect wonderful things to happen. You know, this is a world where people need hope. And so Benjamin Krem is the primary source for my information. The information comes from something called the Ageless Wisdom Teachings. This is a philosophy. It's not a religion. It's basically as old as humanity. It was passed down verbally at first, and then the last two teachers of the Ageless Wisdom were a woman named Alice A. Bailey, who wrote about 20 books from the 1930s and 40s, um, basically saying what Benjamin Krem was saying. And then the latest was Benjamin Krem himself, who I have spent a lot of time with, um, and who makes no spiritual claims for himself whatsoever. He never did. Um, and Benjamin Krem is the latest revealer of the Ageless Wisdom. He kind of brought us into this millennium. Uh, and this uh, century. And so what he, he has about, I think, 17 books on Amazon.com. I'm not here to sell books, but if people are interested, they can go check them out. 
Um, I always tell people a couple things before I get too far into this, Glenn, and that is that, first of all, I ask people, please don't believe a word I say, because that would be blind belief, and I can't recommend that to anybody. I'm not here to convince your listeners of what I have to say. I'm not here to argue with anybody. I'm just here to give out my information, and if 10 or 20 or even 30% of it makes sense to anybody, I'll be very happy with that. So I'm just here to give out my information for what it's worth. The, the second thing I ask of people is we all have our belief system that we've built up over our lifetime, and I'm just asking them to crack a little window in there um, and try to keep an open mind uh, a little bit if they can about what I'm going to say today and what we're going to talk about today. Um, and that's all I ask. Just Just try to keep an open mind. And don't believe anything I say. I'm not here to convince anybody. So, so Benjamin Krem wrote about 17 books. He traveled the world. And in the process, he would come to New York and give a lecture, Los Angeles give a lecture, San Francisco and give a lecture. And a friend of mine said, you should go check this guy out. Well, that was about 27 years ago. And I did. I went to one of his lectures in Los Angeles. Most of it went over my head because theosophy and the whole idea of the ageless wisdom is, is new to me. Um, but what I did understand made a lot of sense to me. So I started reading his books and eventually became a, a volunteer um, to try and get some of this information out. And the, the, in a nutshell, his information is this. About every 2,000 years, we get a great teacher to help humanity with the next step forward in our evolution. And I don't mean Darwinian evolution. You know, Darwin got evolution right, but he only talked about the physical evolution. But we also evolve emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And so 2,000 years ago, the great teacher Jesus came to teach the love of God. Right before him, the Buddha came to teach God's wisdom. But this world teacher comes to teach the will of God. He says humanity is finally ready to start doing God's will, and so he is going to teach us God's will and the purpose behind that will. People are going to discover why they're here. They're going to be real. They're going to get clear about what their purpose is in life and in being on the planet. I mean, it's a it's a really interesting thing that humanity is now ready to handle and ready to start participating in. Maitreya is his personal name the world teacher. Maitreya means the happy one, the one who brings joy. It's Sanskrit. He comes to fulfill the prophecies of all the world's major religions, although he doesn't come as a religious figure, he comes as a teacher. But he comes to fulfill, the, the Christians are looking for Christ, the Muslims are looking for the Imamadi, the Hindus are looking for Krishna to come back, the Jews are of course looking for the Messiah, and the Buddhists are looking for the next Buddha, whose name happens to be Maitreya Buddha. Well, in this day and age of worldwide communication, one teacher can fulfill all those prophecies, and he comes to do that. His first four priorities, just to give you an idea how basic and how non-religious he is as a teacher, his first four priorities are food for everybody, housing for everybody, education for everybody, and health care for everybody. Those are his first four priorities. And he comes to teach us he can't wave a magic wand and do it, fix the world, because we made the mess. <laughs> so 
He comes to teach us and inspire us and guide us, if we choose, how to straighten out our world and get things back on track. So he comes to make suggestions, and we have free will. Our free will is sacred. The, the masters would never infringe our free will. So he comes to make suggestions, and we can either follow them or not. It'll be a very personal decision made by everybody. Um, and he comes from spiritual kingdom. Community Radio is supported by a donation from Helt Lumber Company, Incorporated, with several decades of history with community involvement in Arizona. Thank you. More information at heldtlumber.com. Changing their mind from 
Some have to know they're trying It's the chemical weapon for 